Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of HR Works COVID-19 Update. We'll be publishing these shorter episodes every week with the goal of covering employment law issues surrounding COVID-19. Really appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to join us. I'm the host of HR Works, Jim Davis, and the editor of the HR Daily Advisor. Between general travel restrictions, anti-immigrant travel restrictions, massive unemployment, closed businesses, and now uh, the recent announced ban on certain foreign national visas, immigrant workers in the U.S. are undergoing particularly challenging times. They are not the only ones feeling the pain. Uh, employers of foreign national workers are also struggling. Um, we believe it's really important to help employers and HR professionals understand uh, sort of the immigrant uh, condition right now as it is, so they can better understand their current and potential future workforce. We are pleased to have with us today Jonathan Petz. He's the co-founder of a nonprofit organization called Immigrants Like Us. He's here to help us understand that immigrant perspective so that HR managers and employers alike can have a better context uh, for when they interact with immigrant workers in general, but especially during during the coronavirus. Jonathan is the proud husband and son of American immigrants. Prior to co-founding Immigrants Like Us, Jonathan practiced at two international law firms and graduated from both law school and college at the University of Pennsylvania. He has served as an advisor on international law to both IMF and the World Bank. In 2017, Jonathan was recognized by Fastcase as one of the 50 most innovative leaders in the legal profession. Jonathan, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Jim. Absolutely. Uh, it's my pleasure. You know, I, this episode's a little different because we're not really going to talk that much about employment law. Um, I think that's going to be fine, though, because I really want, you know, as I mentioned earlier, our listeners to understand that, you know, different segments of their workforce and uh, and even those that they've laid off and potential future candidates are going through very different things. You know, um, there's a lot of challenges that have been talked about very openly, like, you know, parents uh, at home having to deal with their kids while they're working, um, skyrocketing unemployment numbers. Uh, but I think something that other than, you know, a couple high level uh, issues that have been talked about in the news recently, I don't think very many people are really discussing, you know, what this experience has been like and what challenges that presents specifically immigrants. Um, so I was wondering if you could just sort of help characterize you know, from your experience, uh, what you're hearing that some of these people are going through right now. Yeah, absolutely, Jim. I think this is really important for HR professionals to understand that their immigrant employees right now are going through a really hard time and, and that they need extra support from their companies. It's been no secret that our uh, current presidential administration is openly hostile to immigrants. And a lot of the attention has you know, been on illegal immigrants building a wall, which the, the president hasn't been very successful at. But where he has been extremely successful is in uh, making the lives of legal immigrants extremely difficult and uh, and limiting their ability to, to continue to live and work um, as employees in the U.S. It's been interesting to see, you know, uh, most presidents in my history have talked about, you know, the need for coming into the country the right way, um, how important that is. And, and, you know, even the most liberal of presidents has had a pretty, 
pretty strong anti-illegal immigrant policy. Yeah. You know, um, Obama deported many, many, many people. Um, For sure. So what has been interesting to see is this other side, which is restricting legal immigration, because if the conversation has been legal immigration is the way, uh, it's just hard to understand. (laughs) I don't want to get too political in here, but it's just hard to understand why you would then cut off uh, these sources of, of, of foreign talent. You know, and one of the things, you know, from an employer perspective, one of the things is that there's a lot of different types of jobs that companies have trouble filling here in the States, and they rely on foreign national workers to get that work done. You know, most poignantly, uh, the agricultural industry, and because they, you know, studies show Americans don't want to go pick fruit. Absolutely. They don't want to harvest crops. And so those jobs aren't, they're not really being taken, you know, they're being filled because there's a need. The other, the other industry is the tech, the tech industry. It's can be very challenging for companies to find tech workers. So they really rely on, on foreign national workers. It's an interesting situation we find ourselves in. And in the meantime, a lot of people are having their lives very, very adversely impacted. You, You mentioned the, the tech industry. And um, just recently, President Trump has announced freezing the H-1B visa process, as, as you alluded to. And this is really an important development for employers because, as you noted, there is a real lack of technical talent, of, of uh, computer engineering talent in America. Our universities just cannot produce enough uh, talented engineers to satisfy the demand from large tech companies in Silicon Valley and and throughout you know much of, of the rest of the country, not just Silicon Valley, and the H one B visa program has been the leading way to bring in super talented engineers from all over the world uh, to work in America and to you know to to satisfy this engineering demand from our companies. So lots of folks from uh, India, lots of folks from China. In addition, lots of, of uh, you know, I have many friends uh, from Africa, um, Nigeria, who are part of the H-1B program. And now their future is being thrown into uh, total confusion. Um, you know, do they, have a, do they have a life here going forward as an employee? You know, if, assuming they do uh, do a great job at work and th- their employers wants to keep them, uh, will our government allow that to happen? Um, these are all really deep fears that, um, that my friends who are, who are you know, currently have H-1Bs are, are asking themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, specifically talking about the groups of employees that have visas to work, so they're not permanent residents. It's not like a green card situation. Right. The stress that you go through when you wonder if if you're going to have a job in general, as many people right now are going through, is is very detrimental. I mean, obviously, it's terrible from a very humanity perspective, but from an employer perspective, it it can be very destructive. uh, And there's a lot of extra pressure put on those people. And so then you add that extra thing of you know, are our visas going to get canceled? You know, I know with this situation, if you're in this country, my understanding is if you're in the country already, you're okay. But for how long? Right. These 
you know, it would really is helpful for employers to understand that there there's a certain segment of their workforce that's going through uh, this extra extra level of stress. And that's on top of everything else. Right. You know, that's on top of having your kids at home with you when you're trying to work, if you're able to take your job home, that's on top of wondering if your business is going to close down, pay reductions. And probably most importantly, for, you know, my understanding is if you have one of these visas and you are furloughed, you're not working and that violates your, your visa. So you're, you have to go, right? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's still, you know, un- uncertainty on, on a number of these points because um, the government hasn't given as clear guidance as, um, you know, many of us attorneys would like, but it, yeah, it's just total, total confusion from this segment of our uh, immigrant uh, employee base. I don't know if, if you would be comfortable with sharing any of the individual experiences that you, you know, obviously anonymously that you have about just sort of some of the challenges that people are going through specifically. One actually really big challenge that we see a lot is um, U.S. As you know, um, immigration has been uh, restricted during this period. And um, there's many, many U.S. employees who have spouses uh, or fiancés abroad that are in the process uh, or we're in the process of uh, applying for uh, to bring their spouse over so that they can you know, start their family in the U.S. And those, you know, the, the lives of those American employees are just in distress. There's a lot of temporary issues when USCIS shut down and they've recently reopened and people whose work authorizations uh, needed to be renewed, uh, but they couldn't renew uh, because the uh, U.S. immigration office was shut down. And so, you know, the government ended up issuing uh, warning, you know, uh, guidance saying that, okay, you can renew after we reopen, but that was a really big stressful uh, thing too. But that piece is somewhat in the past. Yeah, it's an important thing to remember uh, for employers that it's not just, you know, your immigrant workers that are yeah. being influenced. It's, yeah, it's these spouses, um, we have a friend who married a, a foreign national from England. If that had that was last year, if that happened this year, I mean, I don't even know. I don't even know what they would go through. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of a lot of soft issues here at play that are not immediately visible. I don't know if you ha- have any advice for how employers could. I mean, it's because not like everybody knows that that their employees might be going through something like this. But what advice would you have for employers uh, regarding their their immigrant workforce and, and perhaps their employees that, that interact with or have relationships with, with immigrants during this time? I mean, if, if somebody is, is on a employment-based visa, um, like an H-1B or an L-1, then you do know that, that they are, you know, going through this process. Um, and so just reaching out to them and saying, you know, we know how hard it is and we, uh, we empathize with what you're going through, and we're here to support you any way we can. I think is the most important thing. If you know if somebody's going through a family-based petition, I, I, I agree you probably wouldn't know about that. Uh, but this segment of of your employees are just under constant um, 
criticism in the news, right? Anytime you pick up the news, you see articles talking about how we need to, you know, how immigration is causing such problems and how we need to restrict it. And so I, I think it just comes back to emotional support, just letting people know that, that, that you're there for them. You read those things and they're like based on absolutely no science or yeah. any kind of studies. You know, if you look at if you look at the situation from a diversity of thought perspective, which yeah. should be should be exactly. a, a large focus for employers. Exactly. You want yeah. different people in your organization, as many as you can get, as diverse as you can get. It helps you in the end. It, it's not just the right thing to do from like a humanitarian perspective, but it, it helps your bottom line too. I think that's a good place to end for the first segment. Thank you again, Jonathan, for taking the time to join us today. Yeah, this has been a pleasure. Thanks for having me, Jim. Absolutely. Listeners, please check back next week where we'll continue our conversation with Jonathan. You're also welcome to follow us on Twitter at Podcast, or if you have any coronavirus-related employment law questions that you would want answered on one of these shorter episodes, just email me at jdavis at blr.com and we'll do our best to accommodate that. No promises, but we'll do what we can. It's uh, probably best if you just put something about the podcast in the subject line. Thank you for listening. This is Jim Davis with HR Works.